listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48, where we will be discussing chapter 11 in City of Glass, All the Hosts of Hell. <laughs> I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Woo woo. That was very like, ah. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm feeling fancy. <laughs> oh, hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So, how how's everybody's uh, Christmas decorations going? I know Robin's done. I'm done. Yeah, my tree is um, empty from toddler hike down because <laughs> he just keeps taking them off and putting them back on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I will be done this weekend. So. We will post pictures on Tuesday. We promised them we would post pictures of our tree. So so oh, when yeah. this releases, go to our Instagram. There will be pictures of our Christmas trees. And whether you celebrate Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah, which when this releases, it'll be the seventh night of Hanukkah, um, or, you know, Yule or whatever, whatever you – Or nothing – and you, you just want to you just want to send us a picture of your cat or something. Tag us. We want to see them, please. Yes. Oh, I hope someone did a shadow hunter treat Dude. like we talked about. I know. I thought about it, but then I got I don't know what's the word transfixed by <laughs> by other things, and I wanted to do something else. Oh, we're excited to see it. Okay, so you told us on Instagram about some um, Clace info dropping and I didn't go look because I was afraid it was spoilery and I forgot to ask if I should or not. So, do you know what it is? Yeah, Tell us everything. Yeah, so, um, we posted on <laughs> IG um, Cassandra Clare's, uh, like, her official newsletter, if you are a member of her newsletter, uh, last week she dropped 60 pages of bonus Clace material. So, there wow. are like, uh, scenes, you know, from Jace's point of view, like uh, the Sealy Court scene, but from Jace's point of view, or or oh. the scene that we just did, uh, the um, Guilty Blood, the uh, the Manor House okay. scene from City of Glass. Yes, but okay. in his point of view. So I've slowly, I'm trying to savor it because. Of course, I signed up and I, I have it, you know, but. So did the, did it get emailed yeah, to you? How yeah. did you so, get it? So you get emailed the link, you confirm your email, um, and then you get it sent through book funnel. And so. Okay. I'm, I'm like going through, but I, I'm, I'm like taking my time because I don't want it to be over. I'm really excited. Yeah. So like the first, like, I think five or so, uh, uh, like excerpts or stories or whatever um, those would be fine for you Amanda but like the other ones you have to wait okay. until you get through okay um, yeah have my uh, until you get through yeah I'll have to double check because some of them you need to wait okay, until after fine. the Dark Artifices series Oh, wow. See, that this is yeah. why I didn't go look, because I, I figured I wouldn't yeah. be able to. Okay. But I'm really excited. They're really fun. It's nice to get inside of Jace's head. I mean, he's exactly as broody and 
like mopey in his head as you would think he would be in the in those yes. scenes. <laughs> it's got to be fun to have everything kind of completed with I'm assuming Jace's story is kind of completed just because there's so many books left still that mm. I need to read. Um and to go back and then do that knowing everything that happens in his mm. future and just all this stuff that's got to be fun to go back and write that yeah. for her. Yeah, and the, when she called it a nice. uh, we jace you a merry or uh, we jace you a clary christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great and I then love magnus's it. birthday was when this was released last week <laughs> oh yeah his exactly. birthday because we don't know which one <laughs> i love that we got a message uh one of the listeners sent it, it slid into our dms and was saying that they're really glad that we had that conversation about Magnus's age because yeah it's it's so like contested I guess because of the changes and stuff that have been made so I'm like yeah. finally I feel vindicated that like other people are like nay nay <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Maya's age right? thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, then a listener sent us the information oh. about um, it being Magnus's birthday also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know when people's birthdays are? Uh, from, like, Twitter, from Cassandra Clare or something. Like, she'll she'll say it, like, okay. once and then you'll know. or You know, those little, yeah. like, nuggets of, like, technically, like, I, I don't know. what. Okay, what's your guys' opinion? Is anything that Cassie says canon or is it only the stuff that's in the published materials? Well, I would think she would want to make it all the same, but I would think anything she right. says is what she right. intended. That, see, that's the way I see it, too. And, like, some people aren't, like, it, it became kind of one of those, like, question marks with JK Rowling and everything and how because she was so active on social media and stuff and she would drop things and like say certain things or answer questions and then it got very complicated because like some of her answers were like what like you didn't think that through <laughs> like <laughs> okay so a lot uh -huh. of people would contest and say uh, it's not actually canon if it's not in the published works or whatever but by that by that sentiment then you would have to count the cursed child as canon and that's also highly contested i think the main difference there is um cassandra claire is still okay. coming out with new material and shape she's able right. to shape and mold those characters still at least most of them so it's not right like like uh -huh. she's not like coming out like 10 years later after the last thing has been printed and being like oh let me drop this and change the whole context uh -huh. of everything like pretty much everything that Cassie comes out and says about the characters are in line and like they still feel like okay that makes sense right. and she doesn't really do a whole lot of like dropping like crazy mind-boggling stuff it's just like little uh -huh. nuggets well and I think like I said you're still able to um, <laughs> it's still able to be in written work I guess is what I'm saying. Like she's still able to mold and uh -huh. shape that world where it's kind of like the chapters closed on Harry Potter. Right. Like you can get, right. you could get new stuff. And then of course they're going like with the movies, they're going back, but it's kind of mm -hmm. like the, 
their stories are that it's hard to like oh, oh okay. yeah no back when that happened in that book this is what was really happening like it seems kind of like eh. right yeah so that's kind of what my question was going to be like how far back so if there's another edition that's to be made is it usually because they're still writing in the series sort of and things change or is that something like jk rowling might go back someday and change an edition just because she wanted to generally changes generally changes in in like editions um only happen like when there's like a typo or something that needs like really needs Mm -hmm. to be fixed it's usually not to change anything plot wise or anything to make it's more like oh here's this like plot hole that we it's a small one that we need to kind of stitch up so we're going to change a couple of wordings in this sentence to like make it make better sense or something like that um okay but additions are also based on like the round of like printed materials and like you know so if it's like fifth edition of something then it's like yeah they make a couple of changes and then they like release it and have that I don't know. I think that City okay. of Bones has I don't know a how ton it all works. of revisions. The t- the Mortal Instruments. Yeah. Um, but I think uh-huh. it's one of those things where it's like I'm pretty sure if I remember reading. Obviously, you guys will correct me if I'm wrong. That she had originally planned it to just be the three books, right? Exactly. So then it was like oh. when you write it and just thinking, okay, this is going to be the story. This is done. You have certain, you know, yeah. you've done your storyboard or whatever. Then you go back and like, you know what? Their story's not over this universe isn't over this world isn't over so then you know you have to kind of go back and tweak some stuff like we were talking about in that um the first one where they explain the difference on why isabel can't cook like that's a big you know right it's a big thing to change but it was very like it didn't make a big impact because i was just like okay yeah whatever move on especially reading it you know but it's like a big like okay Uh we got it or how old maya is obviously Right. Right. Yeah, especially you're not really going to notice it unless you're writing a podcast about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but especially the thing with with Izzy, I mean, that that's a really great point to point out because it, it wasn't anything that was specifically like affecting the plot. Right. It wasn't it, it didn't change like the motives of everybody around, but it was an important thing to change just because it contradicts the history that she was putting into um the uh, the infernal devices when she decided oh no I'm gonna write that so yeah it's like things like that where it's it no it doesn't like change who the villain is or the big reveal or anything but it's important in terms of like world building Mm -hmm. and definitely connecting people Mm -hmm. to characters I mean you don't want there to be this big issue with somebody yeah that makes sense interesting fair enough because Robin you're not quite done right yet either I finished the Dark Artifices. With the Dark Artifices? I am going back to okay. reading, currently reading Ghost of the Shadow Market. <gasps> oh, yeah. Along with um, okay. City of Glass. Uh-huh. So I was just having a hard time because, again, right. the way my brain is, I have the Audible version. And I have, there's a lot of different characters. And I have, my brain has a hard time fleshing them out mm-hmm. when I can't physically touch a book. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I'd like to read the first couple chapters of the actual book, and then I'm fine listening to the audible version. Right. Um, so I just need That's to find idea. time to shuffle it in, because I know once I do that, it'll literally consume every waking moment of my life. Dude, Jason is like a third yeah. of the way through Chain of Gold. 
And I'm like, it's the last one. Like, you don't have anything to read. But Iron's coming out soon, right? (laughs) In March. Oh, my gosh. That's far away. Well, what about the TV show? Has he done that yet? We haven't heard anything. I mean. Oh, oh, the TV show. No, I just the old old one. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it's something. We'll see if I can convince him to watch it or not. I don't know. He might hate watch it with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm really excited because he comes home from work. He listens on his commute. So he comes home from work and he's like, okay, so this is what happened. And then he's like, but blah, 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 blah. And he'll make predictions. And most of the time they're like outrageously not even close. But sometimes he'll get it, like, on the money, and I have to, like, try to, like, put a poker face on and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, it's good that most of the time yeah. he's wrong so that you don't give it away every time. <laughs> That's great. Oh, awesome. All right, folks, what do you say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. The Lightwood siblings are getting a sneaking suspicion that Jace isn't really out for a walk, considering he should be back in less time than, I don't know, like six hours. For some reason, they get the feeling that maybe, just maybe, he's with Clary. Max tries to tell the class that he saw someone climbing on the demon towers, but no one believes him because that's cray-cray. He's sent to bed, and shortly after, Aline is shadow-napped by a demon smashing through the window. Isabel jumps into action, taking off after her and saving her at the last moment. Aline decides to GTFO and runs off. Isabel returns back and Alec goes to search for Aline. While Izzy is upstairs arming herself, Sebastian is busy working on his diabolical plot, which soon comes to fruition when he attacks Max and Isabel. Meanwhile, Alec is out on the town looking for Aline, but gets sidetracked when he sees a sexy, sexy warlock. Ooh. To be fair, I would <laughs> sea and blue i'd be like ah shit are those blue sparks <laughs> what are you doing kiddo who is he <laughs> oh my God. we unpause clary and jace from their chapter long timeout for being too sexy and gaze out on the scene of a burning glass city the demon towers have gone dark the gate is open and smoke is billowing into the sky and yet clary is still Asking, really? You think this was Valentine? Our father? Are you sure? Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. LOL. (laughs) Fuck. Come on, girl. Like, I know that Clary's dumb, but like. (laughs) This is too much. Uh, Trauma doesn't suit her. She just fluctuates from being like really perceptive and really smart to like stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, can we. Put I guess that's on teenagers, right? Yeah. Their I frontal guess. lobe isn't all the way <laughs> developed. Developed, yeah. Jace activates Terminator mode, and Clary's mind instantly goes to Simon uh, in the danger. Uh, instantly goes to Simon stuck in the dungeons of the guard. Jace assures her that the clave would have already evacuated the guard, and besides, demons tend to leave downworlders alone. Uh, what? This is the first we've ever heard of this. Do you? Like, have you ever considered how demons and downworlders interacted in the world? No. And how does Jace know that they would have evacuated? This has never happened before, bro. Right. You're 17. You don't know shit. Right. He's just, well, I mean, he's obviously just saying it to make her feel better. Right. Of course. I guess I just meant he doesn't know shit because 
you know, he hasn't been around long enough. Well, and then this has never, like you said, this yeah. never happened before. There's not like a fire drill, I don't think. Right, exactly. They don't practice this because they didn't believe it was ever going to happen. And yeah, I don't know about the whole demon and downworlder thing because those demons attacked Luke and Maya. Yeah, No right. problems. Well, they were sent by V10. I guess that's a good point. But still. I would just assume that demons would attack whatever uh-huh. is living. Uh-huh. Do they attack other demons? Maybe. Probably. Like, no, I sense you're a demon. You smell like shit. I'm well, going to go on. Technically, yes. Because remember, Maya told us that uh, lycanthropy and uh, vampirism, they come, the those specific demon diseases come from two different um, tribes of demons that were at war with each other. Okay. And so she that was what she used as her ex- explanation why vampires and werewolves don't get along. Right. It's right. embedded in their DNA. Right. The Which Jenna. is totally bullshit. Jenna. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's from um, that one with Judy Hopps, the bunny. Oh, right. Zootopia. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It's in your Jenna. The fox says it. Anyway. God. So this happens so often that I've developed a mathematical equation to simplify this is great. What, what goes on next. Clary plus Jace plus impending danger equals Jace wanting Clary to stay where it's safe with a remainder of Clary refusing. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's basically what it is. Yep. No whole numbers here. No. So before the pissing match could kick into second gear, Jace feels a disturbance in the force. <laughs> It's a stampede of person wolves. Do you know how long it took me to figure out the plurality of person slash wolf? Yeah. Yeah. I think you did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Person wolves. It was. I was like, person's wolves? No. Is the, is it like attorneys general? I don't. <laughs> it took me too long. Well, and obviously Microsoft isn't going to freaking help you. I haven't even read the Mortal Instruments. Seriously. It's trying to correct me all the time, dude. Stop. Clip art. What was it? What did we say last week? Um, Paperclip, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Pack your bags. (laughs) So even Jace, the best shadow hunter of his age, couldn't outrun a pack of wolves. With no time to do anything else, Jace practices his pose for his... Jace practices the pose for his memorial statue. Pulling Clary to his side, he plants his feet and raises a glowing seraph blade to the sky. (laughs) And the wolves just go around them. Honestly, it's very anticlimactic. Yeah. It reminds me of um, on the Croods when um, the guy holds up the fire and the birds just go around. Yep. So apparently an open field. um, Oh, wait, sorry. Stunned, Clary and Jace watch as the wolves head towards the city. They're like, not even bothering. They're like, no, no, no. We don't have time for you. Mm-hmm. We've got shit to do, places yep. to be. Apparently, an open field is not a safe place to leave Clary while Jace goes to save the world. So he changes So he changes his mind and decides to let her tag along on this epic adventure to save humanity. As long as she promises to be careful. Solid plan, Morgan Stern. Solid plan. Totally. She keeps her promises. Uh Uh-huh. When the super siblings get to the gate, they notice one of the guards, pieces of him at least, uh, in the tree. Shit is cray. But there's still no time... but there's still time for Jace to pause and tell Clary she's holding her seraph blade wrong. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> right? 
Passing through the gate, they're met with a gruesome scene. Bodies in the street, demons in the shadows. I think it's fair to say the shitteth has has with, hitteth the faneth. Love it. Our duo come across a line of destroyed storefronts. One of them, a sweet shop that is currently occupied by a behemoth demon. Yowza. So what is a behemoth demon? Well, I'm glad you asked. In this confrontation, we find out that a behemoth demon can be semi-corporeal, which this one, which this one is, meaning he's only half in this dimension and is super duper hard to vanquish. Uh, they're they're blind and look like a slug with teeth. Ew, mm. real gross. Uh, they have the ability to blink in and out of existence, moving from one place to the other in no time at all. And then I marked the spot in the codex where it talks about behemoth demons. Did you mark it with an X? No. Oh. Okay. Sorry. So I'm gonna, I've, I shall read from the codex. The behemoth is a formless monstrosity of a demon. It is roughly oblong and could be described as slug-like in its movements, but with less coherence of shape. It is large... It is large, much larger than a human, and slimy. Double rows of teeth line the length of its body. The behemoth devours everything in its path, including people. Gross. Yeah. And there's a little picture of it that we'll put up on Instagram. On, on the Insta. <clears throat> so, in summary, they're not easy to kill. Jace uh, orders arders. <laughs> Jace orders Clary to get behind him and goes on the offensive, lashing out at the blob-like demon. He lands the blow, but the gelatinous body of the demon just reforms. Oh. <laughs> he attacks again, but this time the ooze of the ichor uh, causes the seraph blade to die like a flashlight with old batteries. That's crazy that that can happen. Uh-huh. Weaponless. Well, I guess that's, that's when... Uh, it needs to go to the Iron Sisters to get recharged. <laughs> Recycling. Yeah. Weaponless, Jace is well and truly screwed. But don't worry, Clary, I think I'm invincible Fairchild, is there to save the day. Our little biscuit flings herself in front of Jace, stabbing the behemoth. Again, it shudders and reforms, but this time slower. If they keep cutting away at the thing, eventually it won't be able to reform. Just one problem. They're going to need more weapons. <laughs> As if on cue, a giant person slash wolf comes bounding towards them, launching into the air, headed straight for Clary. Oh, no! <laughs> Clary jumps out of the way, and the person slash wolf tackles the behemoth demon, knocking it to the ground before tearing it to shreds. Ten points to Gryffindor. Woohoo, nerds. Mm-hmm. You. You're the nerd. You Except have a button. It. It's I, not my fault. It's not I in front of you. I kids were playing with it. Oh, yeah, we had to put it away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this stranger slash wolf came in and saved the day, <laughs> Jesus. tearing the behemoth demon completely apart. And by the way, this reminds me, this demon reminds me of the jelly guy from Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except he was a lot more fun. <laughs> it was whimsical. Yeah. So the wolf um, turns to look at Jace and Clary, and um, this obviously makes Jace pull another weapon. Okay, I had to put something in your section. Yeah. Because, okay, so Jace pulls out another blade from his belt, but one that he apparently couldn't have used while he was fighting the demon himself. Like, 
He moves faster than any other shadow hunter we've ever met and can jump like 60 feet um, up out of an, a Malachi configuration. Never mind gracefully landing from a six-story fall. Like, what? Yeah. Why did Clary have to jump in and save him? Why couldn't have he just pulled a new weapon out of his belt if he had weapons in his belt? Truth. Preach. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> okay. I have another sidebar that I just do it. Okay. So Malachi is the name of the console, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also the name of the configuration that Jace was put in oh, by yeah. the uh-huh. previous Inquisitor. Do you think it's named after him? I don't. Do you think he created it? Maybe no? he was named after it because his parents did it inside of one. <laughs> oh, did I go too far? Maybe since nobody likes a Malachi configuration, they didn't like their son. So they <laughs> named it after him. I don't him. blame him. He seems like a dick. <laughs> they knew he was a baby and they were like, he's going to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he shall be named Malachi. <laughs> I think Malachi is an old, annoying shadow hunter name. Like everybody's Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) That's cool. So um, the person slash wolf, stranger slash wolf, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, comes towards them and Clary is, and you know, Jace tries to pull out his weapon and Clary's like, bro, literally, this wolf is clearly on our side. It just tried to save us. So she tells Jace to put the blade away and asks the wolf, who are you? I'm like, yeah, totally, Clary. You know every person slash wolf. Way to go. You stupid (laughs) idiot. Well, I was wrong. Amanda's eating crow for dinner. (laughs) Because she does know this particular person slash wolf. Because when it turns into a person slash person, it's Maya. (laughs) Maya's like, yes, girl, it's me saving your dumb human asses. Okay. What? (laughs) So Clary is like, I appreciate the help and all, but what the fuck are you doing here? So Maya tells her about Luke, um, how he went to go get help from everyone that he could think of and bring them back to Idris. And so I have to point out, she says that some of the packs flew to the border and traveled, and some of them were portaled into the forest. And that's really vague. And I want to know, how did they travel? By bus? By foot? By boat? By? Horde. Paws. Yeah. I think they traveled by paws. By their paws. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They ran. So by foot. But also... So they flew. They they flew to what France? Right, exactly. So whose credit card are they using? That's Do they what have I'm like saying. petty cash? Yeah, and then they got a boat. Like, what did they do? They've I mean, got a savings account for the pack. What yeah. is happening? They're using like Chinese the food money. Miles. Yeah, that's a lot of delivery tips. <gasps> Maybe there is a. Um, pilot that is a person slash wolf mm. Ooh, so maybe he's like we'll just use my wait he'd probably have to get permission on like monies anyway i don't know there's a hole there i want to know <laughs> <laughs> so jace mentions that the clave must not know about um the pack or i guess it's more than just the pack but um all the downworlders coming um because they wouldn't have likely accepted help from all the downworlders and maya's like um what was that excuse me we're trying to help you so she starts to like wolf up (laughs) and clary shut that shit down and she's like again we both appreciate and thank you (laughs) clary is actually the adult in this moment and reminds both of them of the larger situation at hand and that they need to find the lightwoods and luke Mm -hmm. yeah finally she steps up so Maya says that she saw Alec at the Accords Hall with Magnus, and they determined that must be where everyone else is gathering, because Jace, as Jace points out, it's warded, so it's a good idea to go there, which seems like it would be pretty easy for Valentine and, and or his peeps to break through these wards too, but I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't go to the trouble of breaking those wards also. It's just 
weird, but okay. Right. So Clary recognizes the Accords Hall. So we get to the Accords Hall and she recognizes it as soon as she gets there as the place that she had dreamed about, you know, when she was at the ball with Simon and Jace, you know, the place she tried to portal to instead of a murderous lake. Great. <laughs> Whoopsies. Yeah. But it was not quite as grand as it was in her dreams. And um, she kind of describes it as almost being dilapidated, like... It was run down and everything was kind of tarnished and stuff. And I'm just thinking, I wonder if there's like a warlock that comes by like once a week that can just like tidy things up. <laughs> so come clean. Yeah, <laughs> come clean this. <laughs> that would be super cool to never have to clean, by the way. Dude. Dude, for real. So shadow hunters filled the room, obviously looking for their loved ones in the crowd. Clary notices how oddly quiet it is, even though um, with all those people there and all that chaos and none of the children are crying. Dude. Yeah. So I know in this life, um, I would, you know, you know, it's going to be terrifying. And as a child, I would think it's still going to be scary. I mean, Max was super afraid when Izzy got back to the Penhollow house. Uh huh. Izzy and Alec. So it seems weird to me that none of the kids seem emotional. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would just be torn to pieces, but whatever. I guess maybe they were sheltered and they didn't see most of the demons. Maybe the parents got there and in between, so they didn't see anything somehow. Like, there's dead bodies and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Did the not, kids not see that? I don't know. Or it's one of those things like they're just, it's so scary and freaky that they're just like yeah, in shock. Yeah. In shock. Like yeah. Isabel was a little bit ago. Well, Maya found her pack and told Clary that Luke must be around there somewhere. And Alec comes rushing up as soon as he saw Jace. And he's a little T.O.'d because he's like, Jace, I thought you went for a walk six hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> so they jokey banter back and forth and then um, bicker. And um, Jace asks about everyone else, and Alec explains that Isabel and Max are at the Penhollow's house with Sebastian, and Maris and Robert are on their way to go get them. Aline is somewhere in the building, but she's having a hard time after her encounter with a demon earlier. So at least she's safe, right? Right. Or at least we think this is safe. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so Clary asks if anyone has seen Simon, and Alec assures her that since um, he hasn't been seen, he hasn't seen Quizzy two times, nor the consul, Som- Simon. Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he hasn't seen the consul or Quizster, so Simon must be with them. So just then she sees, Clary sees Luke, and she runs to him, and they tightly embrace for a long moment. And dude, this has got to be so nice to finally see him after all the shit she's been through in the last few days, because he basically just kind of, like, left her there, didn't even, like, dear John her. He peaced out, yeah. Yeah. So this reminds me of um, the time my daughter was sick, and I may have told you guys this story before, but pajama day at school, she wasn't feeling well, but she insisted on going to school because it was pajama day, and that's the best day in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So I go to pick her up, and as soon as she sees me, she just bolts it straight to me, and as soon as she gets to me, she is full-blown in tears. I don't feel good, Mom! Oh, my God. She was six, and I still am just, like, emotional about it. I felt so terrible. But she lasted the whole day. Got her pajama day and then stayed home for the rest of the week. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> and infected her entire class. Yeah, probably us too. I don't remember, but yeah, exactly. It was like 15 years ago. Calm down. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> 10. Yeah, 10 years. So anyway, Luke carefully releases Clary, telling her that he was attacked and still slightly injured. So I guess he's not. He, it must be a really bad injury if he hasn't healed yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So she starts. Um, he starts kind of checking her out to see if she's okay when a creepy voice comes up behind them. And he's like, well, this is touching. Wait, it's not super creepy. This <laughs> anyway. That sounds, that sounds like you're trying to be sexy. <laughs> this is a touching scene. Yeah, I typo too, so it doesn't help. <laughs> anyway, so the man um, is like, I thought you might have been here. 
Um, I thought you might have been behind this invasion. And Luke was like, bro, invasion? I think not. That was Valentine. We're just here to help you out, man. And um, we find out that this is the consul. And this motherfucker. Which is Malachi. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker is like, we don't need help from downworlders. You're breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> just by being here. And Luke is like, uh, I think you're wrong, my friend. I most certainly do. You most certainly do need our help. And I'm just wondering how long... Um, how did Luke actually know that something was going to go down? Like, how did he actually know? Go get these people. They need to come into the city. Like, he left right after they got there. And he just immediately knew something mm-hmm. terrible was going to happen. I don't know. Well, they, the clave was calling an all-active member clave meeting. And so I think he he knows Valentine. I mean, he was his yeah. parabatai. So okay. he knows Valentine so well that he's like, well, of course he's going to strike when they're all in one place. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What I don't understand is how Clary did not put two and two together with the fucking wolves. Yeah. Luke went into Brosland Forest like three days ago. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You're not putting two and two together with this giant thing, like this pack of wolves. You're not going, oh, I wonder if Luke has something to do with yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, game on. Luke goes back to explain that um, – Luke goes on to explain that he brought all the person slash wolves there to prove a point. To defeat Valentine, shadow hunters will need help from downworlders. That's just how it is. And Malachi disagrees, saying that um, shadow hunters will fight their own battles and don't need no stinking help from nobody. Okay. And that's why there's the – Lowest amount of you ever. Yeah. That's why you're dying out. Right. You're a dying breed for this particular reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just smart and he knows. Something's going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He you can know, smell trouble. I have a question, though, about that. Is that when... I know we talked about what happened to Luke's marks when he... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What we think happened to it. Yeah. You know, was trained, changed. So does that mean that um the parabatai rune is just not it doesn't work anymore or maybe he has some feeling or something that something's just gonna happen from it but i doubt it's left he would well well then you'd think he'd know but luke and luke and jocelyn always knew that valentine was still alive yeah yeah they knew yeah yeah but maybe that's why maybe like they They never talked to it Uh like we never find out about it like but I wouldn't doubt it if there was something. I feel like that is a top, like Cassandra Clare frustration. Yeah. 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 Put Mark this. What happens when Shadowhunters get turned to Downworlders? Mm-hmm. What happens right. to their marks? I right. want to know. Yep. Maybe I should research it. Maybe there's something on the internet. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to do mine later? No, I think because you can probably do it in like 10, right? 10 15 yeah because i tell them i'll be there by 5 15 if i'm there at 5 30 i think it's fine okay clary carfe dms her life and uses a kerfuffle to get magnus to break away and come and talk to her magnus looks at her sideways but is like "Mm, okay lead the way biscuit the crowd parts for them because as we all know magnus has a presence and they make their way into a hushed corner and clary tells him that she was able to get the book and she takes it out of her pocket, which I want to know how big this book is. Yes. Like, all I can picture is, like, a pocket thesaurus. And I'm assuming that's not right, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we all know that girls' pockets aren't deep. I mean, unless Clary is still in gear, and maybe gear pockets are deep regardless of, like, the gender assigned to their pants. Uh-huh. I thought she was wearing her coat. Yeah, it's a jacket. But how big is a still, jacket pocket for, I like, a book? I can fit my wallet in a jacket pocket, which is, like, a checkbook wallet. 
I'm but thinking a book. Like the book of the white has to be like the size of like City of Glass. Mm-mm. At least I would think. No, I think it's a spell book. Because like, oh. it was inside another book. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like a pocket fair. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a okay. small spell book. Okay. But I think she's wearing her velvet coat. I think she is too. I was just assuming that <laughs> the book would be too big for the velvet coat pocket. She probably is, but I'm imagining her in like a rain jacket for some reason. <laughs> just like because of all the shit they've been through. She's wearing a parka. Yeah. <laughs> no, like a yellow, like slick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, as Christian would say, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Clary tells um, Magnus about how they were able to find the book exactly where he said it would be. But she leaves out the part about Ethereal. Um, She hands the book over and he immediately starts to flip through the pages. And Magnus gets all giddy, saying that the book is even better than he heard it was. And he can't wait to get started. So I'm going to preface this by saying I have not read The Lost Book of the White. So this is probably why I have the questions. But I'm going to ask them anyway. What do you suppose is in there that he's so excited to use? Um, I suppose he's, um, sorry. I suppose I've kind of boxed him in as a shadow hunter sidekick character because that's how he's been used in these books so far, which he's obviously a super powerful warlock. Like he's the high warlock of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but I don't get like weird hungry for power vibes from him. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he has a client that needs something or like what else, like what can you get out of this book that you haven't been doing? What do you need girl? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, as far as we know, it's just it's one of the most powerful spell books. So it has some of the most powerful spells in it um, that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. So I think that's just it's it's almost like um, it's almost like getting a like a a book on script writing if you're a writer, like mm-hmm. but something that's not like there's only one of them. And so finding something like rare and like useful to your gotcha. job. Okay. Okay. Like if you found a super special mattress ordering book, <laughs> that's what you could have. Right. How to purchase order like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Clary sort of sternly reminds him about his the promise he made about Jocelyn, like she comes first. And he assures her that he is a man of his word and he'll get it done. Clary tries to ask him about Simon, but because um, she wanted um magnus to break simon out of the guard before she gave him the book remember right, right, like that yep. was going to mm-hmm, be part of the mm-hmm. trade but before she can do that she's interrupted by sebastian ill yeah who is standing in gear but looked untouched by battle apart from some scratches on his face mm-hmm. and sebastian says that he was worried about her because he went to check on her amatuses and she wasn't there and um he didn't know where clary had gone to and she tells him that she's obviously fine. Uh, duh. See, I'm here. I'm here. So Sebastian notices the book of the white clutched in Magnus's hands while um, Clary reaches up to touch his scratches, blood still oozing from them, which is a weird fucking thing to do. Mm-hmm. It just is. It is. Okay, don't do that. Mm-hmm. He tells her that a she demon got near him near the penhallows. Tis but a scratch, which I love. She demon. That's me. Refer to me as is she demon. Done. 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 Not gonna call you a bitch anymore. It's a she demon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Love it. Sebastian asks, "What the heck is going on?" And I just want to be like, "None, ya bitch." Yep. Mm-hmm. But Clary says that she was talking to Maragner. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, Maragner. Uh, okay, what's that? As he's like, like pointing and staring at the book. 
And Clary is um, mentally willing Magnus to put the book away. Yeah. And like, bro, Ma- honestly, Matonly. same. Yeah. yeah. Matonly. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Sorry. Met, Metanally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'm the same. Like, put the fucking thing away, dude. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Put it away. Sheath, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Sheath it. So Magnus tells um, him, it's a spell book. Like, duh. Anyway, nothing that would be of interest to a shadow hunter. But Sebastian's like, my auntie collects spell books and I'd like to see it. My mom collected spoons. I don't need to see every spoon, bro. Out of here. Yeah. Okay. So this felt weird to me. Mm -hmm. Because Magnus is in a room full of shadow hunters and... The Book of the White is a very, like, well-known It's, like, coveted, right? Right. And so, like, he would know that he should put that away. And you would think with his experience, and he's lived among Shadowhunters forever, that he would do that. five and 800 years (laughs) at some Mm -hmm. point. And he's just standing there thumbing through it right in public. It's weird. That's why I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? I think that... It was on purpose. You think Magnus is doing it on purpose? I think Magnus wanted Sebastian to see it because he's been suspicious of Sebastian from the jump. He was like, I don't like this guy. And so I think he wanted to see how he would react. Okay. Because otherwise, why the hell would Magnus hold the book up against his chest like that? That's weird. Right? Yep. That's a weird thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. I like your theory, your hypothesis. Mm Mm-hmm. Before anything can happen, Alec interrupts and he's like, WTF, mate, you were supposed to stay with Izzy. And Sebastian tells Alec that his parents showed up and are on it. They told him to go to the hall and tell Alec not to worry. And Jace is like, good job coming to find us shit for brains. (laughs) Okay. But doesn't Sebastian say that they're on their way? Yeah. Okay. But Sebastian just said that he went all the way to Amatus's house to check to see where Clary was. Mm-hmm. So how long is it going to take the Lightwoods to get to the guard? Or to the courts hall from the penthouse? Oh, right. If he went all the way yes. out. Mm-hmm. Because, because the penthouses live in the rich district, which is going to be closer to the city center, which is going to be closer to the hall of courts and the guard, right? Yeah. yeah. And Amatus lives out. In the outskirts. In the outskirts. Still within city limits, but she lives further out. Mm-hmm. So if he went all the way there and then came to the Accords Hall, where are the Lightwoods? Mm. Shit don't add up, buddy. Yeah. It smells in here and it's you. Your story. Shit for brains. <laughs> Shit for brains. <laughs> Sebastian's like, I didn't see you, but I saw Clary and I need to talk to her. Alone. Clary agrees to go with him, but not completely outside, stopping in the midst of the fray, telling him to stop dragging her. And he's like, I'll tell you, once you get in my van with the blacked out windows, <laughs> there's candy in there. And Clary says no dice and he can talk to her here or he can fuck right off. Mm-hmm. So he breaks down and he's like, OK, well, I just thought that you should let me know where that book fell was holding came from. And she's like, all of this drama for that. He tells her that she just doesn't understand. It's like uber powerful. And a lot of people have been looking for it for like a really long time. So then stupid ass fucking Clary tells him about how Fel is actually Bane and yada, yada, yada. 
Sebastian loses his freaking mind and grabs her, exclaiming that he can't believe that she would give that book to, quote, a warlock, a filthy downwolder. Whoa. Mm. We're about to box this guy and I. Mm -hmm. Square up, Sebastian, you worm. (laughs) And Clary's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I can't believe you would say that. Magnus is my friend. And Sebastian tries to do like this 180 thing, but it's not working this time. Saying that he should have shouldn't have gone off on his racist tirade, Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> but he just, I mean, how long have you known this guy? And Clary tells him longer than you, so what? <laughs> she glances back at Magnus and he's gone. Um, Jason and Alec were staring after her. And Sebastian box and he's like, Oh, really? Do you know him well enough to figure out where he took your little bookie book? Okay. Before this, when Sebastian is leading Clary away, she looks back at Magnus and Magnus like shakes his head. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, there's something. So I think that proves my hypothesis. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay, so when she turned back though and Magnus was gone, how much of you kind of was like, is he going to do what he said? I think he, I I never doubted. Okay, I, I, I did a either. little bit. I was nervous for her a little bit. I was like, ah, she did. I don't know. It just seemed too easy. Yeah. They got the book and they gave it to Magnus. Like obviously they had all of that encounter, but that whole thing seemed so easy. I was nervous that something else was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Clary tells him, "Jokes on you. It's not mine. It's his. I gave it to him. Besides, this is none of your business. I appreciate your offer to help yesterday, but you're freaking me out, man. Deuces, bitch. Dude, this is exactly what Izzy said. Yep. Mm-hmm. He starts to backpedal again, telling her that she just doesn't understand the whole picture. And she's like, "Okay, then paint it for me." And he's like, "We've gone over this. First van, then story." <laughs> she refuses to go with him and says that she's going to stay put and wait for Simon. Alex said that they would bring the prisoners here. And Sebastian's like, oh, wait, you don't know? They left them there to burn. Malachi said so. So how long has he been here? He's already talked to Malachi and everything? Like, yep. Right. Dude. Right. His story don't add up. Yeah. None of it does. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're in it, not observing. Right. So yeah. And Clary's taken aback, telling him, no, it can't be true. And he is like, no, it is. I can take you to the guard. I can help you get him out. But you have to promise me. And then he's cut off by Jace. Finally. Finally. I can't believe it took him that long, honestly. Yeah. I love this moment. (laughs) She doesn't have to promise you (laughs) shit, motherfucker. What? That's my bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So Jace appearing startled Sebastian. So he loosens his grip on her because he's still holding on to her. And she's able to pull her wrist away. And Jace is standing with his hand on the hilt of a seraph blade. Hilt meaning the handle, like not a tube, right? Who knows? Mm -hmm. throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Sebastian tells him that Clary can do whatever she wants. And right now she wants to walk off into the cover of darkness alone with a guy that keeps physically assaulting her. (laughs) That just called Magnus a filthy downwolder to go break out another filthy downwolder from prison. Obviously. And Jace says, quote, I don't like you. I know everyone else likes you, Sebastian, but I don't. Maybe it's that you work so hard to make people like you. Maybe I'm just a contrary bastard, but I don't like you. And I don't like the way you were grabbing at my sister. If she wants to go up to the guard and look for Simon, fine. She'll go with us, not you. Sebastian says, speak for yourself. But Clary chimes in that she agrees she will go with Jace. And Sebastian's like, of course you do. Like, what? Like you've known them. Like, you've had two interactions. Right. Fuck off. Anyway, he gets out of the way. Like, he steps back. 
Alec pushes Jace ahead of him, and Clary notices that her wrist is still hurting from where Sebastian had grabbed her, but there's, like, nothing there, like, not a mark or anything, just blood on her, the sleeve of her velvet jacket from his face. Um, she pushes the thought aside and heads towards the exit. Mm. Okay, back to Simon. Next. That's where they're going, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Simon. Boo. Whatever. Just let him be, dude. Just let him burn to death. Okay, that's terrible. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> At least he wouldn't like the smoke inhalation would get him. Although I think that might be better. He like, can't breathe. That's what I'm saying. He's not going to die oh, from gotcha. smoke inhalation. I thought inhalation. he said that he would. Okay. He's going to get actually burnt. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'd rather. Well, I was watching this thing about being burned alive. Mm. And they're saying basically like once you like body gets so burnt the nerves die so it's not actually painful anymore oh that's terrible dude mm-hmm. and terrible. then you die from the smoke not actually from oh the my flames, gosh you know? no thanks it was yeah. like witch trials and stuff yeah mm-hmm. anyway no thanks i'm glad i, I can leave you with this last thought yeah. yep. and now a final thought <laughs> right <laughs> make sure that you've read chapter 12 de parfum batin <laughs> very good I don't know what it says. It looks like a Harry Potter charm. Profundus. Yeah. yeah. Deep profundus. Yeah. <laughs> For next week's episode. That's great. <laughs> For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.